Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Stratford Paddock match review. I'm Casey. I'm joined by Ronaldo and Jay. <laughs> no cue. No cue. Straight <laughs> in, mate. Straight, straight in. in. Straight in. You unprepared. Yeah, that's quite as just like United were for this fixture. All right. So. Well, my head's away anyway, and not surprisingly after that. No. But fans can't. If anyone no didn't catch the match, and you're very lucky if you didn't, Manchester United have lost 3 1 to Chelsea. Uh, we are now out of the FA Cup. That's one less trophy that we can win this season. Jay, what are your initial thoughts on the match? Well, I'm like to be honest with you, I've sort of come to terms with this about 20 minutes ago because, like you say, we just didn't turn up today. And there's several reasons we lost that game. One, like a lot of a lot of people will be angry with the referee. I get that. Mike Dean had a bit of a stinker. Should have got some more yellow cards out than he did. He didn't. I don't think he booked a Chelsea player. We're getting kicked, but it wasn't all about him. De Gea makes another clanger. I mean, maybe you can say, all right, it's not his fault for the first goal or the third or the second. I mean, it's almost straight at him. It's, it amazes me that that goes in. And yet again, we're having debates about David De Gea and it's, we shouldn't be. You know, I'm sick of repeating myself. I don't want to talk about David De Gea unless I'm praising him. Yet we keep having this thing. Is it, is it going to be Dean Henderson next season? Is David De Gea up to it? Should we get bringing Romero? And, you know, there's a reason for that. You spit account his mistakes on one hand, seriously. And like, look at how often it's happened. Look at this season, Palace. Um, Watford was it um, Everton I think as well I mean, you know I forget there's been that many really yeah, literally as you're speaking about Tottenham this, yeah BBC I forgot just put a montage on of about half of David De Gea's mistakes against yeah Bournemouth and I don't I, yeah I don't Watford. take any pleasure in talking about that because you know he, he, he saved us so many times pardon the pun over the last five or six years but you can't dine out on that forever and he needs to step up because he's costing us you know towards the end of last season night. he cost us go on sorry basically, go on. basically cost us yeah today that, that was a killer goal. You it, said like, it at the time. Like, that's a killer, killer goal. goal. Even even the first the first goal, it was like 50-50 where we should have saved that or not. I know it was a bit close to him. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I'll give it, it goes down yeah. as a hair run goal, so it's kind of it's still it was, it's an error. Do you know what I'm saying? It's a little bit of um, Lindelof's fault. Lindelof getting bullied. 
um, letting Giroud across him. And then obviously it's not a strong hand from De Gea either, but the, the second goal just killed us, absolutely killed us. Yeah. So we were terrible anyway. It was an empty performance. We were slow and um, nothing to it. We looked, and we can't say, obviously we say we're tired. It's an, um, it's an FA Cup semi-final. We should get up for it regardless. Do you know what me and you were talking yeah. about? Like, I know what you're saying. It's an FA Cup semi-final. Yeah. You should be up for it. But every game at the minute is must win. They're coming thick and fast. They've had two extra days to rest. And I'm not making excuses because we didn't turn up. I've said that. And I'm just, you know, I'll point out the players that were poor in a minute. But that has to play a little bit of a fact to that. Because you could see players who have been good this season look knackered today. Yeah. I mean, right. we, can, we can say that maybe De Gea's peak came at the wrong point. Maybe he's missed it. Like, he's three seasons where he was an unassailable in net and he winning player of the year has kind of come at the point where everyone else seems to be playing better and now he seems to be making more mistakes. So maybe it is a time for Dean Henderson to come in, but I don't think we can pin it just on De Gea. Yes, no. he made mistakes today, but honestly... Issue, on that point before you, you go on, the yeah, issue is, is the difference between keeping for Sheffield United, no disrespect, and keeping for United because errors... Obviously, you look at the statistics, it can kind of tell you one story, but the errors are obviously more highlighted in games like these when you're playing for a club like United. Usually what happens with keepers at big clubs is they're not doing anything for most of the game and they're counted on in moments. And then if you make an error, then that's it. It's it's up there, everyone's seeing it, you've kind of cost a goal, etc. The games mean more. United's expected to, to win more in each game. It's, it's, there's a little bit of an added pressure, whereas in Sheffield United... He might have more shots to save. He's got more to do, so he's more alert. So I don't know if it's going to be like a smooth, like kind of sailing transition from Dean Henderson keeper for us and then being the same kind of effective, like well above average keeper that we've seen him be. So I, I don't know if, we don't know whether he's done, so we can only see when we actually play him. But um, as you said, it's not just on the keeping, it was just... We were just second best. Yeah. Simple as that. I, 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 that was agony watching that, to be honest. I think, obviously, yeah. the keeping is the one that gets highlighted because of the, the sort of mistakes. But the point was is that the back line didn't seem to gel yeah. together. And Baye getting injured, which is was a horrendous injury when you actually look at it and look at what happened afterwards. There's been reports of him. He definitely got stretched off and wrapped up in a... You went airlifted to hospital. Exactly. Right? There's some reports of being airlifted to hospital. On socials. But never seemed like the defence gelled back together after that. Like Lindelof and Maguire kept missing and not going for balls. They kept running in between. They kept leaving gaps. Brandon Williams and Wan-Bissaka kept pushing too high at points and it just left massive holes in our defence. Do you think that maybe the tactics had something to play? Or do you think it was maybe the players just weren't up for it and therefore a change in tactics just wasn't good for them at this point? Maybe it's a bit of both. I mean, you look at, yeah, we went for a back three or a back five, depending on, depending on how you want to look at it. And then obviously that changed with the Eric Bay injury. But players just looked all at sea. Alan Wan-Bissaka, that's probably one of the worst games I've seen play for us. And he can play as part of a back. He can play as a wing back or as a as a full back. But, you know, the ball going under his mm. foot when he's passed to him and shit like that, that's, that's inexcusable. It's just basic. Do you know what I mean? My five-year-old can sort of do better than that. He's got excuses. He's a quality player. He's a top quality player. And he just lapses in concentration. Harry Maguire again. I don't think I've seen him play as badly for Manchester United. And I'm not be. I don't want to be melodramatic. Cause we just lost a, a cup semi final, but he was genuinely terrible. Mm. Do you, you think, know? in a way, we kind of saw this coming? If you look at the performances recently, we have been on a downward trend, a little bit. 
Maybe, like, yeah, maybe you're right yeah, because we sort like, of we've we, we, yeah. we, we sort of relied a little bit on moments, haven't we? Of brilliance to yeah. get us out of jail a little bit. Yeah. Like Palace, you get a couple of moments and we we, they we weren't convert convincing performances. No, were they, they weren't. They weren't. Southampton, obviously, we yeah. got a, uh, a draw. Um, before that, we looked a little bit a little bit better, but shaky starts. And the fear was against Chelsea. You know, you have a shaky start against Villa, you get away with it. Shaky start against Southampton, right? We drew, but you, you know, we don't get beat. You have a shaky start against Chelsea with the players they've got, they'll punish her, and they did. Did you think that Ronaldo, that maybe the formation, and obviously we're going to talk about people not coming up to the games, right? We've been bailed out by Rashford. We've been bailed out by Martial. Martial didn't start today. We haven't been bailed out by Dan James, but Dan James then got a start today in a two formation. And it seemed like our tactic when we had two in the middle was to push one out wide and try and cross it in. And they just got crowded out by the centre-backs because they were also playing free at the back, but they seemed a lot more like regimented and ready to defend. Do you think that that wasn't really the way we should have attacked this I mean, game? I think the tactics and the setup was wrong. It's obviously easy, easy, easier to say that with hindsight or foresight or whatever when we've seen how it's kind of resulted. Obviously, if it went well, you'd say he got it right. But um, it just it just never looked... It didn't look fluid. Um, it looked very disjointed. It looked like we didn't really have any idea. And it was basically Bruno... Against the world, and then when he gets like that, he kind of forces it, and then becomes a liability himself. Um, it just, it just didn't look good, and we just looked dainty at the back. He just, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start getting quite upset. Yeah, looking at the stats there, the that stats that surprises me that our pass accuracy in theirs was the same. But then you know, you look at one of the the things there. They had seven shots on target. We had three. I mean that tells its own story. Yeah. Well, I said you know I, I mean? said during the um, I said during the halftime show, a heat map kind of showed that most of our passes came between the back three and then the wing backs. We were kind of passing it back and forth, and as you can see by those stats, where it mattered, obviously goals is where it matters. But in terms of shots on target, um, in terms of possession and pass accuracy, doesn't matter. It depends where you can pass. Like I said, you can pass around the back for ages. It doesn't matter if it's not going forward. Um, mm. I'm gonna gonna make a move into thing because we were gonna say like United didn't play well this is not completely what we're blaming it on but today Chelsea made 21 fouls um that included Kovacic getting four of those fouls and so did Reese James and then they were scattered about I think Rudiger got about three and that sort of thing including the one on Martial where Martial was clean through and he booted his foot Chelsea then received zero yellow cards. The only yellow card of the game came to Paul Pogba in about the, I think it was the 70th, in the 70, 80 minute range. Do you think that Chelsea tried to tactical foul us out of the game yep. and the ref didn't pick on Pony Jay? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, we had all that nonsense from Lampard and before the game about VAR favouring us and all that and playing for penalties and stuff like that. I know we got a penalty today, but it was a penalty. There's no argument about it. Didn't even need VAR for that one. But they were they were kicking us, you know, and it was the same players over and over again and they got they, they kept getting away with it. And if you're a player and you're getting away with it, you're gonna keep doing it. If it's working and it's stopping us attacking and it's stopping us creating anything and the referee's just blowing and he's not even having a word with you. Didn't even say I didn't see Mike Dean speak to one Chelsea player. It was it was it Rudiger Rudiger who had butted um, Mason Greenwood? Yeah, yes. it's a foul. So you're giving a foul. You know he's fouled him, and yet you're not even having a word. And mm. there's an 18 year old sprawled on the deck. There wasn't after any, his mates already been airlifted. So there wasn't any player that I thought got even a verbal warning. No, like that makes me sound like I'm talking yeah. about school. I mean, yeah. listen, I'm not. 
regardless of Mike Dean, United weren't good enough. But the two aren't mutually exclusive. The ref was poor and so were Manchester United. Yeah, we've, we've got a super chat here from Not A Bad Cow. He says, 48 hours less. It was a leggy selection. Romero, Igalo, Laird and Scott were needed in this game. Oli didn't get the selection right. I do think that Gala would have been better in this game, especially since we were playing two up front and the tactics seemed to be crossed. Do you think that? Do you think the sort of hold-up play, especially because we've seen it improve in Martial's game, do you think someone with hold-up play... I think it could have worked better because um, we had... In a two up front in that kind of formation, you've got two forwards trying to do the same thing. Pace trying to get in behind them. When you can't do that, they're not the best. Rashford's not the best at hold-up play. James definitely isn't. So it was kind of one way, like it's um, one dimensional. You're either getting in behind and that depends on um, the pass on the timing of the run, which are all luxuries anyway. You're not going to get in often. So it's like when we went forward and just went in behind, it was just giving them the ball back and that was it. And when we did, when they were pressing high and then we were looping up route one, they were just winning the header. Obviously you've got Rashford and James up front and then they've got the ball again. It just, the way, it just wasn't correct at all the way we set up, which... I can kind of forgive all these because he's working on the fact that we've obviously players are tired and um, as he said he's kind of under he's under a little bit of pressure to kind of play a good team but he's also can't overdo it so when the dust is started you realise that although you'd have liked to see all the best players on the pitch you can see why he's rested one or two mm. you know what I'm saying we, top four is important West Ham's important and there's always the opportunity that we could have played everyone and then everyone looked leggy and tired anyway and it could have been a shit performance anyway. So, yeah. it's I mean, just one of them. If we look, at, if we look yeah. at it that way, there's a lot of people saying Oli out and that sort of thing. Just take it as this point. This game is probably... If, you, if you're interested in trophies, then yeah, it's important. This is probably the least important game that we, we have for the rebuild in the sort of sense of we need to get Champions League football. If we if we don't win in the next two games, then we need Europa League games. So they're important. This game doesn't affect us going forward. It doesn't get us Champions League. Yeah. It doesn't affect people coming to us and sort of like that sort of thing. So you can saying that he's got to play a good team because he does want the trophy, but he's still got to look forward into those games. So do you think that of, uh, people saying Oli out? I don't I don't agree with. I feel like this game was the sort of thing of. He obviously put a serious team out, but he thought, I need to change it somehow. Do you think that was what the case was? Yeah, I mean, Oli out, what, after he's lost one out of 19 mm. games? Have, have a day off, give it a rest. That's just nonsense. We're not Watford. Do you know what I mean? We're not going to get rid of him two games yeah. to go when he's just got us with touching, distance, touching distance of the Champions League. So that's just complete nonsense. Yeah, we all felt it, right? Every preview I've seen from any of us lot and our predicted 11s, there was all changes. There was, you know, some people thought Lingard was going to come in. Some people thought he might have been taking a gamble on one of the youngsters, Laird or someone like that. Others that, you know, he was going to mix it up and obviously it happened with Dan James coming in. I just felt, for me, yes, I understand the, the thing about changing it, but I wouldn't have took Paul Popper out of that equation. I, not not as well as Martial. I think you take them both out of the starting lineup. And if I'm a Chelsea player, you're looking at you thinking, nice one. Do you know what I mean? Because they're two of our most effective players. And I think that to do to take both of them out, I thought was a big ask, especially when you're bringing in Dan James, which it was almost playing as a striker today. Yeah. Which isn't a role that's really he's made for. It just it didn't make much sense to me. And then as as well, you're making changes at the back. So yeah, I think Oli needs to learn from that. And yes, he needs to mix it up with that again. But moving forward, he can't be making that many changes in must-win games. Yeah. 
Right, uh, final thoughts just now. Uh, do you think that this team will bounce back against West Ham? I'm b- always going to believe in the team. I think we'll bounce back, definitely. I think we'll beat West Ham and we'll get top four and see where we can go in Europa. But we've got to put this behind us. We can't can't dwell on it. You can't let it sour the end of the season, especially when the upcoming games are just as important as this one was. So I take it. Obviously, people like Maguire, etc., with the captain after his performance today, he's got to look in himself in the mirror and think that's not good enough to be what the driving yeah. force of the back for United. And um, if we're looking be- beyond this season, improvements need to be made. Because this is a Chelsea team that have actually made um, acquisitions already to improve, yeah. and we're looking. Obviously, I know it's one game, but they just looked more of a team today. Yeah. But so if we, let's just put it on an optimistic yeah. note. Leicester lost today, so we have that. We have yeah. the fact that we're still in the race for top four. We still have Europa. Let's just put it this way: we just put this result behind us and we move on. So that's been us. Thanks for joining me, lads. Yeah. And yeah. Hopefully we'll, back, back, we'll bounce back next game. And that's it. See you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.